Give them a home full of joy. Give them a home full of encouragement. Give them a home full of love. Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast, vidcast, comcast, upcast, wherever you are in the world today, all over the world, we welcome you. And if ever in the area, please stop in, and I can promise you this, we'll make you feel right at home. Amen? And don't forget about our daily uh, Bible study that me and my brother do, the number one daily uh, Bible uh, show devotional on YouTube called Wake Up. All you have to do is go into uh, YouTube, type in daily Bible devotional or study, and we'll come up. And we start your day off with a scripture. We pray over your day. And uh, we have a whole lot of fun getting some word inside of us that can grow and encourage us and build us up throughout the day. So I encourage you to tune into that. So uh, Jimbo and Sal are down at the bar on a Valentine's night and sitting down there and and uh, Jimbo says to Sal, he says, so what'd you get your wife for Valentine's? Sal says, well, I made a big mistake. I didn't, I didn't really get her anything, and I just messed up the whole house. How, everything's just a mess right now down there. That's why I'm down here with you. He says, Sal says, well, what, Jimbo, what'd you get your wife? Jimbo says, oh, my gosh. What I got my wife really made the house amazing. It's epic. What a turnaround it did for my entire home and the atmosphere. So what'd you get her? And uh, Jimbo said, well, I got her a real nice uh, a bag and a real nice belt. And uh, he said, well, how in the world is a bag and a belt possibly going to make your house amazing awesome? Jimbo says, well, once I put the belt and the bag on the vacuum cleaner, it really helped clean up the whole place. <laughs> Come on, somebody out there who's ready for the word today. Happy Valentine's Day. Open up your Bibles with me to uh, Luke 6:38 as we start a brand new series today. This will be our staple scripture through this series. Give, and it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap for the measure. Somebody say measure. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Series is titled Boomerang. Boomerang. What I throw out is going to come back. Now, it may not come back right now. It may not come back this week, this month, this year. But God has put things into our system that as I sow something, as I put it out there, that it will come back. And if you're not receiving right now the things that you want to receive in your life, then the biggest way to change that, to change your future, is to simply change what you are giving, what you are throwing out. Now, I'm going to throw the boomerang out there. I hope you all signed your waivers. Uh, we're going to see how this bad boy goes. And uh, you ready? It's nerve, so it should be all right if it gets you in the forehead. Now, I can't see it in the light. There's no light. It's too much light. I lost it. Where'd it go? <laughs> God, it came back. Amen. The better you get at throwing out God's best in your life, the more likely that things come back in a faster fashion. This series is all about changing what we throw out. You know, many people, they're going through their day and 
They'll maybe throw out some hateful words and hateful things in their life, and it just comes easy and natural. Isn't it funny how the things of the flesh, it just comes out, right? We're hateful on the freeway. We can be hateful to the servers in our life that didn't get the order exactly perfect because we live perfect, and so everybody else should have to be perfect, right? And we find ourselves going out, but you know what's interesting is if we'll just flip it. Isn't that how God works? He just wants us just to flip it. Go from the flesh to the spiritual. And if we'll just flip it and start giving out some love into the people that are in our world, we'll begin to see something different in your relationships. If it stop being about trying to fix them and you simply loved them and accepted them, you'd be surprised that as I throw, I'm not throwing this one out, as I throw this out... I begin to get exactly what I want in my life. As I begin to accept, come on somebody, you can give the Lord a hand clap. We go into our world and, and uh, into our jobs and maybe in our relationships, our marriage, and we give average. I guess that's just what we do. This is the bar that the world has set. But maybe if we want to receive best in our life, we simply have to start giving our best. We give our best to our spouse. We give our best to our children. Give the best in our job. That we don't just show up with the average, but we show up with more than average. And then I begin to receive in my life. I don't tear people down anymore. Instead, I'm somebody that encourages. I need encouragement faster. I need it. Well, first give it. Then you'll begin to receive it. And so I find ways not to tell people what's wrong with them. But I look, and some people you have to look a little harder than others, but I look for ways in which I can build them up and that I can encourage them. I don't give judgment, right, to this person and that. But instead, because I love to walk by grace, because I make mistakes, I too give grace. I'm throwing out grace wherever I'm going. Whatever I'm doing, I want to give people in this life, in this world around me, the grace. I don't give hurt. But instead, I give kindness. I don't give discouragement, but I live a life of giving hope. I want us as a church to start looking to the resources that we have available to us and to be throwing out everything good that we can throw out into our world, into our community, into the earth that we live in. Savannah was uh, just about a year and a half at this time. And uh, she was, oh my gosh, she's so cute. You know, it's a difference between boys and girls. Girls, you start potty training them, right? At, at like a year and three months, four months, five. Boys, my, I, I don't even know if they're potty trained yet. They, you, I don't know if they ever get really, right? Come on, women, you know what I'm talking about. Are they ever really potty trained? So Savvy's just, you know, she's at that stage where she, she's, you know, kind of walking around, but barely, you're like you're always wondering if she's going to topple over, and, and uh, mama's gone, and, and uh, I'm sitting down in the hallway right outside of her, play, her room, and got her toys and stuff in there, and, and I, I, I'm being a great father right now, I'm, I'm really sewing in as I sit there, and I'm playing my DS, my Nintendo DS, and I'm playing Zelda there on the floor, and Savvy's kind of climbing over my legs and playing with her little toys. And then she goes, Daddy, I, I go potty. And I'm like, well, go. You don't have to tell me. I don't care. And so the, the bathroom was right down there. You could see the door was open. Her little uh, potty that, that she, you get the kids is right there. And off she goes down the hallway. And, of course, I'm engulfed in more important issues and times right there as I'm trying to save the princess with my link. And, and uh, so I'm working that. And all of a sudden, I, I, you know, Savvy's like, Daddy, I go potty. And I'm like, okay, well, don't brag about it. I mean, we, I, I go four or five times. You know, like, who cares, right? And so 
so the thing was, was that she would like to show her potty. So they got that little, that little thing that you pull out there to show the potty. I didn't know Holly instituted the show the potty thing. I didn't know this. And so I'm playing my little game, and all of a sudden I hear little feet pop, 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 coming down. My mind is a little slow, as you saw earlier today. And I'm like, why, why is she running, right? And then I, I look over, and here she goes, and she's got the potty, and I don't know how much Gatorade her mom gave her. Well, there's a lot of potty in that thing, and she's running down, and it's just splashing all over the place, and she's just hauling towards me. And everything all of a sudden went kind of slow motion for me. As I'm watching her run towards me with the pot o potty. And I'm watching as God is navi helping navigate her. And she's missing toys on the floor. It's epic. And she's dodging. Right? And she's not even looking. It's just like God is like, I'm like, my God is a good God. Thank you, Father God. And then she gets to your trip of me Elmo that's on the floor right there. And I'm like, wait a second. No. So I'm like, no. And sure enough, she hits the trip of me ammo, right? And here she comes with the potty. I, of course, being the dad that I am, knowing that something very precious, right, to me is going to get hurt in this moment. And so I do what any good dad would do. And I turned and guarded my Nintendo. As her and the potty collapses on me, about seven gallons, I believe. She gets up, and she's all, Daddy, I go, she goes, potty, and she points right at me. I'm just drenched in the potty. I wonder how many of us in our days in our life that we're giving out potty out there when we should be giving out God's best and God's blessings. Come on. We're giving people discouragement. We're putting them down and cutting them down, right? Giving them our anger on the freeway when people just need some grace and need some love and need some mercies. I got the idea for this whole series out of uh, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 6. This is uh, uh, where uh, Peter and John are going down and, uh, to the beautiful. And there's a beggar that is there every day on the, on the, uh, on the streets. And uh, he says, hey, can I get some money, in a sense? And uh, they say, hey, look at us. And then Peter says this, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. What? And he got up, he walked, he was healed. What they gave to him was so much more than money. You know, we have grown up or we live in a culture right now where money is king, right? Money is here. Money is such a priority. Everything that we're doing is money. And I wonder because we have grown up and we, we're in a culture of this, that because money is really the thing that subconsciously is the only thing people want, and I can't give it, right? That I walk through my day not giving anything, not giving anything out because I can't give you money, so I give you nothing, not realizing that to each and every one of our disposal are things far greater than any money could possibly buy. Come on, somebody out there, I can give hope. I can give joy, I can give prayer, I can give salvation, 
right? I can give so much more into the people's world. Now, they may want money, but they need. These other things are more priceless in their lives. But because, like I said, I think our mind, oftentimes for many of us, right? I walk around now and I, I, I wave and I, I smile at people. And man, people aren't waving back. They're almost surprised. They're like, who's the weirdo, right? <laughs> no, me and my kids laugh because it, through our neighborhood, right? Gated community, gated a little nice neighborhood. Be driving and I'm like waving and people are like, okay, write his license plate down. Like nobody waves back. <laughs> it's a sad world when we live in a world that has no waving, that has no sharing the joy to say, I'm glad to see you. How are you today? Oh, have a great day. God is so good. God is amazing. Come on. That we can't smile at people. We have things far greater than silver and gold that we can give to everyone around us. But I wonder how many of us are holding back and forgot that it's at our disposal. Because our mind is on the money, and my money is on my mind, right? I, whatever I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying, i got to get from here to there. You know, it's interesting. If we want to be Christ-like, Christ did not walk around handing out dollar bills, did he? What did he give them? He gave them far better than silver or gold. He gave hope. He gave encouragement. He prayed. He helped get the healing. Come on. He gave far better. Gave them wisdom. Gave them guidance. And to be Christ-like in the same manner. I think it's important that it's on the forefront of our mind when I get up in the morning. What can I give to the people that God has crossed my path today? What things can I bring to their world? Because money is, in essence, really one of the least important things that is out there. It really is. When it comes to really what everyone in this room needs. Uh, throw that quote up there for me, Miss Betsy. We are taught that life is the amount of money you accumulate. No, life is about the amount of moments and memories that you give. That's a great life. Come on, that's a great life. The moments and the memories that I give to people that cross my path. We've been moving for an entire flood cycle now. All right, 40 days, 40 nights. Unpack and now, you know, move and then unpacking and unpacking. And we finally got a, kind of got to the stage where all the totes that we've been moving from house to house that go in the attic, that we're going to stay in this house long enough, we're going through these and getting rid of the stuff that are not memories. You know, I've been married for uh, almost 28 years now. I've been a father for 30. And so, no, I'm just kidding you all. You guys do a math there. You're like... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. They're like, which one? I've <laughs> been a father for 25 years. And in that time, I've had, uh, even my mom was like, wait. Uh, <laughs> in that time, we've gotten so many gifts over the years for Father's Day, for birthdays, for Christmas, uh, just because, because from, you know, my wife and my children. Can't really probably tell you about those things. They, they perish, Right? They, 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 you know, they break and they, you get rid of them. But you know what I do have is I have every single card and note that my wife has ever given me and every single card and note that my children have given me. And as I go through the garage, I was doing this a couple of weeks ago and I'm going through and I'm just, I'm just, I'm weeping. Tears are just coming down, right? And Holly comes out. She's like, what's wrong with you? 
And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I was just doing push-ups. My face sweats right here. It's getting buff for you, baby. I do some pull-ups and stuff. It's interesting how what really matters were the words and the time that they spent to say an encouragement, to say some thank yous, far better than any monetary gift that I've ever been given. That's what we truly hold on to, to those moments and to those things. And readily available to each and every one of us, we have the ability to give moments to people, to smile, to wave, to encourage, to tell people, to give them grace, to give forgiveness, to give people a great attitude. Isn't that amazing? You give a great, you just get, that's a great gift to come down in the morning and give your family a great attitude, to give your work a great attitude. What a gift is I give it, it comes back to me, to give a compliment. You know, there may be few things that are as good as an unsolicited or unexpected compliment in life. Right? It just makes you feel so good when somebody, yeah, especially like a stranger, somebody that you don't really know. I mean, if your dad gives you a compliment, you're like, well, I expect it, but it's still kind of nice. But when someone you don't know comes up and says, hey, great job. Oh, my God, that's impressive. That's amazing. Or they just notice. You got oh, your hair. I love your new hairdo, your new haircut. Like, you're like, oh, really? Well, it's just, yeah. It's funny how it really can change a day, can twist around which is somebody telling you that there's something awesome and unbelievable. It's a reminder of the greatness that God has put inside of you. And you can be that same tool. Come on. You can be a tool of God. See, the enemy wants you to tear down. But God says, no, no, no. Give somebody today. Walk out there in the foyer. You know, all the junior hires, what an epic job. Can we give them a hand clap And the high schoolers, the band? I walked in last night after they, they had performed, and, uh, uh, you know, I, of course, Savannah, like, she expects it, but it, it, it makes her brighten up. I'm like, Sam, you did such a good job, and then there, there was uh, the girl who sang the last song, and I said, hey, you have an incredible voice. I, don't, I mean, it just, what you, it was unbelievable. God has given you an incredible talent and an ability, and I was so impressed and if you could see her face, Sandy, of course, was excited, but to see her face light up from an unexpected compliment from somebody who's not a family member, you have to your disposal the ability to do that everywhere that you go, to find ways and opportunity to toss the boomerang of building somebody up and to making something special out of a day. And you don't know how what you say can impact a moment in a memory that they'll remember years from now. I was, uh, this is 35 years ago. I was 17 years old. I was one of the youngest managers that Burger King has ever had. And I was epic at the Burger King. It was my uh, first real weekend, second week that I was a manager. It was my first Friday night for the epic dinner service that was going to come. I was scheduled, you know, the crew for the dinner service, and I was fired up and ready for this. And uh, wouldn't you know, my three best ended up all got the flu, and they all called in sick that night. And now I was stuck with a bunch of newbies and people that really didn't care as much about Burger King as I did. So... I mean, we're getting close. I just got the phone call. So, of course, I called my amazing brother. I said, get down here. I need you. And he's like, oh, I got a date. I said, yeah, you got a date with daddy. And so get on down here. <laughs> I'm a date with a whopper tonight. And so, of course, he's, he was just, so he's all right. And so he's coming. But in the meantime, 
things got a whole lot crazy. Like the dining room got filled up fast, and, and the drive-through was around the corner. And uh, the problem was, is, is the crew was just making mistake after mistake. We, we guessed that it was about 9 out of 10 meals were sent out wrong. People got entirely wrong meals. All that does is triple the work. My gift and talent, one of them in life, you did not know this, is of making the Whoppers and the burgers. I am epic. I am one of the great. They sing songs about me still today. <laughs> of my skills on the Whopper board. I want to get back to the Whopper board, but I'm a manager now, so every time I try to get back there, they want to see the manager, and I got to come up, and I got to hear, right? And they were just mean and nasty and angry, right? And this is crazy, because this was a time, some of you will remember, they had 29-cent hamburgers and 39-cent cheeseburgers for the love of all that's good and holy. It was nothing for people to come in and order 30 cheeseburgers, which they did, and we gave them 30 cheeseburgers, no cheese. That was a mistake. And that guy took his cheeseburgers or hamburgers and shoved them in my chest and told me some things that were not very nice about me at that time. People were screaming at the drive-thru. People were upset. Everything. I lost all hope. I was so, my mind was so clouded. You can't, it's like you can't recover from this moment. I'm just so upset. And then here comes a lady, middle-aged lady, who came up to the register, wanted to talk to the manager, and she had a big smile on her face. She goes, you know, just, you guys made a little boo-boo, and I got the or somebody else's meal here. And I was so frustrated. I didn't even say, I just was going to let the, the cashier take care of it. And I just grabbed it. And I go to watch, and she kind of grabbed my arm like that. And she goes, hold on a second. And I looked at her. And she had a smile on her face. And she said, you know what? Take a deep breath. And I'm like, I don't have time. She goes, take a deep breath. I said, fine. She said, you're working very hard right now. She said, you know, you're giving your best. And if you keep giving your best, Best will catch up to you. And I looked at her like, I'm like I, my mind couldn't even, probably, what? She goes, yeah, you keep working hard, and everything will catch up, and all of a sudden, everything will be great for you. Just keep working hard. He said, she said, don't listen to the jerks, and she did that. She goes, to the jerks that are all around in the dining room, she let everybody know. She goes, I guess these guys, they're all just perfect. They've never made a mistake. She goes, I've made plenty of mistakes, and I've needed somebody to... Say something like I'm saying to you, that you're just doing a great job. And you know what happened is I got my second wind all of a sudden. My mind cleared up. Jason walked in the door, of course, and uh, he's, he's, he's one of the second best, maybe, Whopper Mayor. So he's in. <laughs> and the team seemed to get energized. What was very interesting is the people that were in the dining room all of a sudden, they began to be nice and full of grace. She changed. Everyone around her, even the guy that shoved the burgers in my chest, apologized to me, said, I'm so sorry. I was just frustrated. I know you're trying your best. She had the ability. Now, many people have spoken to my life and said things and been around me for the last 35 years that I don't remember. A lot of friends said things. I remember a lady that gave me grace and kindness at 17 years old, 35 years later. She sowed a memory, a moment in my life. And I'm trying to encourage you all that you have the same opportunity. You can get really upset at the Starbucks lady who made a mistake on your drink because that's the most important thing in the world today. Or you could give her some grace and some kindness and knowing that I'm throwing out because I'm going to make some mistakes in my future. And I sure hope that people give me some grace and give me some kindness. 
that we don't have to get so consumed with money, but we can start taking at our disposal everything great that God has given us, that I can give people some joy. I can give them some encouragement. I can spread a great attitude. I can give my best. I can go forth in my day and tell you how amazing you are. I can give forgiveness. I can give everything good that God has given. And it's not about the money. Some of your kids out there, right? You can give mom a little note that says, Mom, I so appreciate what you do. You don't know what that moment will give. Your mom will keep that treasure for the rest of her life. Just a note that you took out of the time. Yeah, we, got, we can tell mom everything that's wrong with the house. We're out of this, we're out of that, and I don't have any clean this and that. But do we take a moment to tell mom how awesome, even some of your grown-up moms, those of you that are grown up, take a moment and just text mom of what she meant and text dad. Text your brother. Dear Scott, you're my hero. Oh, that's just for Jason. Write that down. <laughs> you have a moment. It's not about the money. Parents out there, I think sometimes we get caught up and I'm, oh, I'm trying to give the kids everything I didn't have. Yeah, for some of you, give them a home full of joy. Give them a home full of encouragement. Give them a home full of love. It ain't about the money. It's about the talk. You know, we grew up so poor growing up. We, had, we really didn't have much. I had friends that had everything. Had everything. Got the biggest Christmases. Look at small Christmases. Yet they were miserable, had a horrible childhood. I had one of the best childhoods ever because I had parents that gave me every morning, gave me encouragement, gave me hope, gave me love, gave me Jesus, gave me God, gave me a great home. They gave me what silver and gold could not buy. Don't get caught up in trying to get the money. Get caught up in giving your kids the love and the things that they need. Give them those things and watch. Oh, there's some here maybe that you come into church and sometimes you feel guilty because, you, know, well, you know, my tithe isn't much, Pastor, you know, what I've got. God, God's like the widow. Remember the widow might? She just gave a little bit. So she gave me more than all the other people that gave. But, you know, when you come into God's house, there's so much more that you can give. Give your tithe, yes. But there's so much more that you can give. You can walk through that foyer with a big smile on your face so that people see how happy being in God's house is. You can give God all of your praise and praise with all of your heart and everything that you have. You can serve in God's house. You can be an usher or a greeter. You can simply welcome the new people that are in here with a handshake. You could pray. There are so many things more than silver and gold that you could give to God and to the people of God's house. These are the things That'll change a life. You don't know that a new person walking through and they got a big smile from four or five of you, how that made them feel so welcome and so amazed. It was a difference. You made a difference in somebody's life, not through monetary, but through what was at your disposal. You can give big hand claps, right? I know oftentimes some people sit and they're like, all right, little guy, what do you got, right? Or you can be the more, you know what? You get what you give. Right? Well, I don't get anything out of the teaching. That's because you didn't give anything back. Now, I'm not trying to get a hand clap, but it's nice once in a while when the Lord puts it on your, hand, your heart to give an amen, and you give, and you laugh hard, and you're involved in the teaching. As you give, it's giving back. Some of you young adults, as you go off into your week, and there's somebody new at the school, 
you could give them acceptance. You can give them acceptance. This is probably, they'll remember that for the rest of their life. They'll be talking about it 35 years from now of the kid that came over and gave them friendship. There'll come a time where you want acceptance and you want friendship, right? What you need to do is sow it, throw it out there in the church, in the family around here. There are people that need your love and acceptance. I challenge us as a church, don't worry about giving the silver and gold. Worry this week, put it on your mind that I am in every circumstance, I'm going to give love, kindness, encouragement, God's best. I'm going to give grace. I'm going to give mercy. Come on, somebody. It's going to flow out of me. I'm going to boomerang the heck out of my world. With us, all of us in the parking lot, come on, I haven't heard from you guys. Where's your honks? Hey, where you been? You've been quiet out there. Give a honk, you get a honk. I don't know if that's what you want to sow and reap. <laughs> yeah, all the way home, people honked at me the whole time. Let's give. Let's be that church. All of us, the thousand, online, everything, all of us, thousands. We could truly make a massive impact in the world we live in. We give the smile, we give the wave, we hold the door, we give the encouragement, we give the grace and the mercy. Let's watch as we begin to change our world the same way that Jesus did, not through silver and gold, but through giving what we have at our disposal, giving God's best to every single person that comes across our path. Come on, live with Bob Church. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know where you're going to end up one day when you die, I want to give you that opportunity to get saved. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. I get it. You're going to make some more mistakes. We all do. But it doesn't take away your salvation. When I believe, I'm saved. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart and you're saved. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. Make sure you get yourself in a church. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.